Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Black Girl Creative. My name is Alicia Renice, and I am so happy that you are here. Blow you stay And we are back. For those of you who are just joining us, thank you so much. Welcome to Black O Creative. This is for you, Black O Creative. I see you. I celebrate you. I'm inspired by you. I'm encouraged by you. And I hope that you leave this episode feeling encouraged and driven and inspired as always. So thank you so much for you all's patience. As you all know, last week was my birthday. I turned the big 3-1. Yay! I wish I had like a button that had like the, the fanfare sounding. Yay! 31. I'm really excited about this year. I really am. I'm not feeling weighed down by age or anything, any of those silly things that I was when I was 25. And I just feel more free and more confident and more creative than ever, than ever, ever before my life. So I'm excited. So thank you all for your patience. Thank you all for being here. I hope you enjoyed last episode. If you haven't checked it out, please check it out. Um, It's an episode with me and one of my best friends, Marquita, and we talk about everything Black Girl Creative. Everything that we talk about on this podcast was talked about in the interview, and I got some good feedback on that episode. People really enjoyed hearing her story, her journey, and so I'm going to start sharing more interviews with you guys because I feel like it's not just me that has, you know, stuff to share. It's the people in my community. It's the people that I admire, the people that I look up to. They all have stuff that is valuable and um, important to share and their stories. I'm really big on storytelling. So I feel like we can all learn from other people's stories. So yay. As always, this episode is brought to you by Black Girl Creative Collective. It's a free community that I started. The women in there are beautiful. They're amazing. They're supportive. They're creative. Uh, Just just loving women, (laughs) loving Black women. And so the whole point of the collective is just for us to hang out, for us to talk about things that burden creatives, to talk about dreams and visions and the work and to celebrate one another and to support one another. So if you're down, come join us over there. The community is free. Bring a a friend. And yeah, we love to see you in the collective. Um, Yes. And this month, we actually have our second meetup of the year. And it's on February 20th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And so there's going to be a replay. So if you can't come, still sign up to come so you can get the replay sent to your email I'm really excited about that. The last meetup we had in January was absolutely amazing. And I'm just looking forward to more great stuff this month too. (laughs) So yeah, we're going to be talking about reclaiming our dreams, reclaiming our dream space, all that good stuff. So please come out. I am so excited. I have something to share with you guys. So I recently wrote a book called The Black Girl Creative, and it's a love letter to Black women creator dreamers and makers. And so this actually started out as like a manifesto. Like it's basically a manifesto. It's not long. It's really quick. And for those of you who are on the email list, you all read it or you were given the ebook. So check your emails if you haven't checked it <laughs> and it's free. Um, but now my book is on Amazon, you guys. It's on Amazon. Yay. And when I first made the book, I'm holding it in my hand right now. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. This book was inspired by so many women that came before me by my mom, my aunt, my ancestors, God, the women that I'm in community with now, the women I look up to, the women who have written in to tell me how they feel, everything, like all this stuff is inspired and and encouraged by you guys. So this is a love letter to you. So please check it out. You can sign up for my email list to get it for free. It's in the description. Or if you want to support me, 
because I'm big on supporting artists, feel free to purchase it either from Blurb or from Amazon. And so when I wrote this thing, I really just wanted to write to Black women. But when I published it on Blurb, they actually picked up my book to celebrate this month for Black History Month. So I'm so excited. Shout out to Blurb, really giving Black women voices and um, seeing us as important and as valuable. I got a um, message from one of the people who worked there and they said that they were really inspired by it. And it was a white man. You know what I mean? And I'm just I'm just grateful. I'm grateful. Um, I couldn't have planned that. I just literally just did something that was in my heart to put and put it out there the best way that I can. It's imperfect. You'll get the book if you purchase it. Um, You know, the dimensions are pretty okay, but like they mess up the cover a little bit. But you know what? Even beyond that, it's still effective. People are still being moved by it. And so I sent a copy to my mom earlier and she really enjoyed it. My aunt. And now my great aunt wants a copy. And so to me, it's success. (laughs) It's a success. If it's never a bestseller, that's fine because them like smiling and being moved and inspired by it and me being able to give them something that they inspired means everything. And so that's actually what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about success, what it means to be a successful artist. So no, I'm not a New York Times bestseller, but I consider myself a success. And so last night I went live on my YouTube. Feel free to follow me there because every Sunday and Monday night I go live and you can interact with me, ask questions. We make art together. It's fun. It's a great time. The people are great. And yeah, so you can follow me there. And so I went live last night about success and really talking about my journey to finding out what success really means and how I can apply it as a black woman creative. So I hope that you all take some things from this episode. I hope that you enjoy it. I hope that that you'll see me on the next live if you're free. I understand for the people who live like, you know, in the UK and beyond, I understand time is a little issue because I start my lives at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And so you're probably sleeping, but even still go back and check out the other videos and please come out to the collective, bring a friend. And without further ado, we're going to start this episode. Let's talk about success. And let me know how you feel. Please leave a review. Um, I will share them on the next episode. But until then, enjoy this episode. Okay, guys? All right. So let's get started. So success. Uh, so as you know, as we all, we've talked about that here often, my quarter life crisis when I was 25, when I was like, what was me? I haven't done anything to make a mark on the world. I'm not really special. Um, I want to be successful, right? That, that was what I was stuck on. That's what I was fixated on. And I'm just like, or fixated. And so I'm just like, God, I just want to be successful. Like that was my prayer for a long time. I want to be a successful artist. I want to be a successful student. I want to be a successful wife, like whatever that means, right? And I think that's the problem. Like if somebody were to ask me back then, oh, well, what does success mean to you, right? I wouldn't be able to tell them anything. I don't know. Like I had no idea what success meant. I guess success meant at the time, other people's opinions of what success was. So you look at the regular stuff, money, fame, riches, um, what else? Fancy things, expensive things, um, a college degree. What else? What else would be on the list of, y'all can list it in the chat if you want. Um, But just the regular, you know, American kind of success story. Like, oh, you have a house, you have a car. You know, you're rich, you can buy whatever you want to buy. Um, or you just look like you're rich, you look like you're wealthy. What else? You're doing what you want to do, like, and you're making money from it. Um, yeah, like, I feel like for a long time I had no idea. Excuse me, now I'm going to burp because I'm drinking soda. But I had no idea what I really wanted my success to look like. And so it's like, what does that mean again? And so I was measuring my success by the world standards. And yeah, if I'm measuring my success by the world standards, 
I'm a failure, right? Like I don't have, you know, a huge house with a picket fence. I don't have two and a half kids, whatever that American dream is. I don't even know if the American dream is the same now, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, yeah, I didn't feel successful. I felt like a failure in a lot of ways in my life. Like I was still living at home with my mom. Like I said, people were on their ways getting, you know, all these degrees and here I am just like, okay, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't even have my bachelor's. I'm living at home with my mom, you know, all these different things. Um, uh, Ayo says, I got a case of the Sunday scaries, LOL, but I'm fine watching from Maryland. Yay, I'm so happy you're here. Tell me what Sunday scaries mean. Is that like in preparation for Monday? Cause that, that could be scary for sure. Um, but yes, uh, Barbara says, Traveling as often as you please is success. Hi, hi Barbara. That's true. For a lot of people, that is success. Like that would be like, you see these curated feeds on Instagram and it's like people in like these Caribbean um, places. And so you would think like, yeah, like this is what success is, right? Um, Winged Wolf 500 says, thinking about it now, 2.5 kids, exactly. <laughs> exactly, like how do you have, I guess maybe a baby in, in, in the making? I don't know, I don't know, but Statistically, like, yeah, like the two and a half kids are two and a half. I, but again, I don't know if that American dream is now. I don't know if that, if you polled people my age and younger, like, what is the American dream to you? I don't know if they would say that. I have no idea. I think the American dream has changed. But either way, like, it's the same idea. Like, the world's definition of success. Ayo says, yep, Sunday scary is ahead of the preparation for another work week. Fear, anxiety of the upcoming week. I'm sorry. I'm sending you so much love. Lots and lots and lots of love um, and peace for your week. That's what I'm praying for for you. Um, Cause yeah, I totally understand. There have been a lot. I have I've had a lot of jobs where I'm like, it's Sunday. Or actually, my, a lot of my jobs were service jobs, so it didn't matter what day it was. Whatever day I had off, the next day I had to go to work. I'm like, I'm dreading going into the workplace. So yeah, I, I totally get that. Um, yeah, and. Ayo says, less millennials are having kids for sure because we don't have any money. Listen, that is so true. Oh my gosh. So I had this conversation, I think with my husband and some other folks. And so this idea that, you know, millennials, like my generation and below, like we're ruining the economy because we're not buying a lot of the stuff that a lot of people in generations that came before us bought. Um, we're not doing a lot of the things that they did at their age, right? And so they think that millennials are ruining everything. But we ain't got no money, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We ain't got no money to do all the stuff that everybody else that came before us could do or had the option to do. And I get that's not everybody's story, but just generally, yeah, millennials don't have no money and they don't have no money for no kids, right? And so if I'm eating ramen noodles every night and if I have, you know, any like foresight or anything to, anything to do with whether or not I conceive, right? Or choose to conceive, it's like, mm, I'm probably not gonna bring a baby in here so that they can struggle with me. Like, and I get it. Our parents did the best that they could too, but like, I don't want my baby to come in here struggling. So anyway, that's all the conversation, but yes, we ain't got no money. <laughs> so, um, so again, yes. So I was measuring my, my worth and my success based on what the world was saying, I sh where the world was saying I should be at the, at the time of my life. Like, oh, I'm 25, I should be married by now, right? I should, I don't know. And looking back, it sounds so silly because my 25 year old, um, self was not ready to be married to anybody, was not ready to raise any kids. And again, if that would happen, I feel like I would figure it out. But just looking back, you know, with my vision now, I don't know if I was really ready for that at that time. Um, but yeah, so 
again, um, Winged Wolf 500 says, different times, different prices, different values. <laughs> That's very true. Different prices is a big one. And, and it was different times. Um, it was, and different values, for sure. For sure, absolutely. But again, success. So I was tied to this idea of success. Like, I want to be rich. I want to be famous. I've talked about this before, like being an artist. And um, I thought that that was what success was. I thought that, that that's what success had to look like for me as an artist. I need to be able to be making money so that I can, you know, get my people out of debt, get my, save my family um, from struggling, that kind of thing. And I felt so frustrated because I was like, you know, I'm not making millions of dollars from my art. I'm not making thousands of dollars from my art, if I can be completely honest, right? Like a lot of the stuff, a lot of the projects I put out, they're for free. Um, a lot of the gigs that I take for photography, I kind of underpriced myself, which I'm learning about and I'm trying to rectify that. But I really felt like nothing I was doing was was popping, like nothing was popping, nothing was like sticking for me. And I'm like, I'm a failure, I'm a failure. And I would, I would be, you know, making music for years. And even at this point, it's like, I got no record deal. Not that I necessarily want one, but I don't have a record deal. Um, I'm not touring the country. I mean, pre-COVID, of course. I'm not, you know, I, I publish books. They're not bestsellers, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, God, so am I a failure? You know, am I a failure? And what I realized is that I was basing my success on what other people wanted for either themselves or for other people. There are people higher up that have all this money, all this access, all this fame and wealth, and they say, oh, I'm successful. And so we give them the power to be like, oh, this is what success looks like, right? Like this rich person, this is them being successful. Like, And so yeah, if I'm comparing myself to Rihanna or like, I don't know, uh, I hate to say Beyonce because there's so many other examples. But if I'm comparing myself to these people, yeah, yeah, I'm a failure, right? I'm not a successful person if that is what success looks like. But I realized that I had my own definition for success. Like I have goals. Like I have goals for myself that I want. Um, and they don't necessarily line up with what, you know, the rich and famous people's definition of success is or what I can perceive it to be, right? So do I want to be a millionaire? Not necessarily. Like, do I, would I, would I deny a million dollars? Absolutely not. I would take it. But um, I, my goal isn't, my goal has never been to be a millionaire. My goal has never been um, to be famous even. I feel like when I was younger, I wanted to be famous. But again, like I talked about before, I wanted fame because I wanted to feel relevant. I wanted to feel loved. I wanted to feel worthy. I didn't really necessarily want a lot of people in my business or like all the stuff that comes with fame. I really didn't have any idea of what really came with fame at 12 years old, you know? But now that I'm older, I have more, you know, say so, I have more understanding um, around what fame brings. And so people will love you today and hate you tomorrow. And I don't necessarily want that. And I know that I'm sensitive. Like I keep saying, I'm very sensitive and I don't make any apologies for it now. <laughs> but I know that my sensitive self probably would not survive as a super famous person. And so it's like, do I want fame? No, I just wanna feel loved. I wanna feel whole. I wanna feel like I belong. I wanna feel like I'm making an impact. Like these are the things that success means to me, right? So success, success for me or a goal for me, I'll say, cause success and my goals, we'll get to that in a second, are in my mind completely, to two totally different things, right? So some goals that I do have, and we'll get, we'll start drawing and doodling in a second. 
But some goals that I do have um, include getting out of debt. If I could make enough money with my art to shut Sally Mae up and stop her from calling my phone, that would be that would be successful for me. Like that would be a goal that I'm trying to hit. Like that's that's something within reach. Like I feel like when you say like, oh, I want to be famous, it's kind of like you can't grab it, you can't hold it, right? Like success is not. In order to be successful, I feel like you have to have an understanding of what you really want and why, right? So again, if I want to be famous, what does that mean? What, what does that really mean to be famous? That everybody knows your name? There are a lot of infamous people, you know what I'm saying? And people know their name. Um, and again, just because you're famous, look at TLC, right? Just because you're famous don't mean you have money, <laughs> you know? Just because you're famous and well-known doesn't mean you're well. Like there are so many people who are famous that unfortunately like have suffered mental illnesses have suffered loss have made wrong decisions have been influenced or or had their um had their back stabbed by close friends you know what i mean and so it's like do i really want to be famous uh, nah so now this goal of okay i want to get out of debt <laughs> like that is something i can see i can hold i can measure and so it's like okay this is a goal for me like i want to get out of debt right? So I can become a zero heir, right? <laughs> and so there's this thing by um, Dave Ramsey. I don't know if you all follow him, but basically his whole thing is like trying to get people out of debt. And so the whole point is you're trying to get out of debt so that you become a zero heir so that you actually can build wealth. Because right now my my wealth, right, isn't a negative because of how many loans I owe and how much money I owe on student loans. So anyway, if I could like do that, get rid of my debt, then I can take a deep breath. Then I can feel like, okay, now I can start doing something to build. Like I can't even build because I'm again in the negative. Anywho, so to me, that's one of my goals. Another one of my goals, like I said, that I realized that I needed to hit was um, being loved. And so that love first, one doesn't come from me because like I said, I'm my worst, I can be my worst enemy. I can, I can self-sabotage. I can, I can be really mean to myself, really cruel and mean to myself. And ba and how I feel about myself is based on like daily things. So like today I feel, I feel great. I took a shower, I got my glasses, I got earrings on today. I feel good, I feel like, I, I feel, I feel like I'm pretty, you know? And, no, I'm gonna say it confidently, I feel like I'm pretty. And so tomorrow, you know, when I wake up in the morning and I look at myself in the mirror, I'll be like, oh girl, like what's, <laughs> what's going on, right? So the opinion of myself changes from day to day. And so I can't necessarily, in my, just this is my opinion, I can't base my worth or my value on my own, on my own opinions, on my own, um, on, on my own, period, right? My worth and value, we talked about this before. And for those of you who are just joining, I'm drinking a, um, a Bundaberg, Bundaberg uh, what is it, ginger beer? And like I said, this is the best one I've had so far and it's really good. But essentially, like, look at this bottle, right? So manufacturers of this glass bottle will be like, this bottle is for holding certain liquids. This bottle is for drinking. This bottle is for whatever, like whatever they want it to be made for. Now, if I tried to use this bottle to start my car, it's not gonna work, <laughs> right? Like, unless I, like, I guess I break it up into shards or something. Go with me here though. So if I use this bottle to try to open my, to try to turn on my car, it's not gonna work. And so would I then say, this bottle is useless. This bottle is dumb. Like this bottle is a failure. No, I'm using the bottle in the wrong way, right? Like I'm using the bottle in a way that the manufacturer did not design it to be used, right? So me being upset with the bottle 
that's that's not the bottle's fault that it can't start my car. That was never its intended purpose. But if I actually use the bottle to hold liquid, to drink something out of it, if I use it to break, I don't know, break over someone's head, I don't know. I know, I don't know why my mind went there, but it's being used for the purpose that it was being used for. I don't think the person intended for people to be hit with this, but you feel me. So, you know, it's, it's really being used in the way that it was intended to be used. So in the same way, if I am trying to be someone else, right? If I'm trying to be used like Beyonce, if I'm trying to be used like, I don't know, Rihanna. Again, why can't I think of any other artists? You know, cause all my artists I listen to are like Patti LaBelle and like uh, The Temptations. I listen to Solange. Solange is a good example. Her album, When I, when I Get Home, I love that album. Um, it's just a feel good album from start to finish. But yeah, if I'm trying to be, if I'm trying to be famous like Solange, if I'm trying to be like Solange, it's not gonna work. <laughs> it's not gonna work. And I shouldn't feel like a failure because me trying to be like Solange doesn't work. It's because I'm not Solange. I'm Alicia. I'm Alicia. And so I have to go to my manufacturer, who is God, the person who created me, to be like, what do you, what do you want to use me for? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how can I be used, right? And that's, that stuff comes from him. And I feel like he gives us little clues here and there. And you know, some people might not rock with it because I know some people aren't spiritual and that's fine. But even still, like, even if you don't want to talk about God specifically, I really feel like every person on earth has a specific purpose. Every person on earth has a specific way that they're supposed to be, has a specific way that they're supposed to be used, are supposed to be used in a certain way. And so when we try to like mirror ourselves um, to other people, like who aren't us, you know, then yes, we feel like failures because we're trying to be somebody that God never intended us to be, if that makes sense. Um, so again, with this whole success thing, I had to really change my perspective on what I thought success was because it wasn't working for me. Like, and then I realized a lot of the things that people consider success, I didn't even want. Like I said, I don't really want to be a millionaire because honestly, I don't want to do the work of being a millionaire. And I feel like a lot of millionaires get rich off of the backs of other people who don't make as much money as them. So that's a whole thing. And people might say, oh, you just have issues around money. And maybe I do, right? But I don't necessarily need to be a millionaire. I don't need to be a millionaire. What I want, like I said, is to get out of debt and to be able to live a healthy, good life. I wanna be able to give money to people I love, right? And I, and I can still do that now with the little money I have. But I, there are so many friends that have huge needs. And I really feel like as a community, we're supposed to look out for one another. And so I wanna be able to be like, here, I'll pay your rent this month. Here, I'll, you know, I don't know. I'll pay off your car. You're having car trouble. Don't even worry about it. I got you, you know, or let's, you know, retire you. Whatever that goal is, right? Because everybody has different goals for money. I need freedom. I need money to do that. <laughs> I need wealth to be able to do that. Um, I want to be healthy. I want to eat good. I want to have quality health care. I want, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want free time. I want to be healthy in my mind, right? Like a lot of these people are grinding. Like, again, I told y'all I'm against grind culture. I just am. I hate it um, because of reasons I've said before, but also because one of the main ones is because our, our ancestors hustled their whole lives. Like, and so they were in bondage without a choice. And so now we have a choice and we're just willfully going into grinding ourselves into the dust. And I don't feel like that's, um, I don't feel like that's progress at all. But, any also, but also God gives us rest. So that's, that's a bigger thing, right? And so 
I'm not interested in grinding to become a millionaire. I'm not interested in grinding and doing all that work and that labor to be a millionaire. And that's just and that's just honest. Like people might think, oh, that's lazy. No, I just think it's like I just want to do what's necessary. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just want to do what's necessary to get, to obtain the life that I really want to live. And so I think for us, we really have to consider what does success look like for us, like personally, with our personal values, with our personal experiences, our personal opinions like close out all the noise from the outside world telling you what success is. Because if we're measuring ourselves to that, we will never feel successful. We will never feel good enough. We will never feel like we've made it. And what does even, what does make it even mean? Like if you don't have something tangible, yeah, yeah, you're never gonna make it. And the thing about us is that even when we reach a goal, we're gonna find 50 million reasons why, even though we've reached that goal and, and obtained that thing that we want, we're gonna find all these reasons why we're still not worthy. We're never going to be worthy enough. And so for me, I have to go back. I have to go back to the Bible. <laughs> I mean, I have to go back to my roots, to my manufacturer to be like, what is my value? What is my worth? Um, because even if I never made something, if I never made a million dollars, even though, again, I want to become wealthy, right? If I never made 100K, if I never got out of debt with Sally Mae, if I never, you know, got to travel the world and sing to people, to sing to all these audiences and things that I dream of, I would still have worth. I would still be valuable. I would still be beautiful. I would still be good enough. Like I would still be all of these things. My my worth is not rooted in my success or my perceived success. That like my worth is not is not rooted in there. I'm gonna read what you guys are saying. Barbara, Barbara, Barbara says, girl, you are the epitome of success to me. Oh, thank you. Doing something you really want to do. Your husband loves, cherishes, and supports you. He really does. And heck. I I can I can't speak to an audience of people like you do. I think you can. I'm sweating right now. <laughs> like, please don't be fooled. Like, I get really nervous. Um, but I try to muscle through anyway because I I feel like I've been quiet a lot. Like, I've had opinions, but I feel like either my opinions were shut down by other people or they made me feel like what I had to say didn't matter. And so I, I say, I talked to my brother recently and I told him, I said, I'm speaking for myself, but also for the people who came before me who couldn't speak, right? So with the privilege that I have, with the internet access that I have, the camera, the mic, all this stuff, like I can, I can muster up a little courage, you know what I'm saying? And, and speak my heart and my mind with good intentions and hope that somebody is encouraged by it when my ancestors could not do that. They either were devalued, they were either property or, um, you know what I'm saying? Like they were, they were surviving and they didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like they didn't feel like they could talk about the things that they wanted to talk about. And so I feel like today is a day where I can honor them and also myself and my own opinions and just speak my mind and try my best. Because again, like y'all know, I'd be all over the place and be, you know, emotional and kind of erratic or whatever. But yeah, I think there's beauty in that. I think there's beauty in us telling our stories, being honest. And so even if you can't speak to a to public people like this, you can speak to your friends. You know what I'm saying? And that that's successful too. That's success, in my opinion. Um, Ao says, fully agree with Barbara. Oh, thank you. And says, nah, you right. Down, down with the rich. Okay, no, I want to make sure I read that right. But yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, Barbara says, nothing wrong with being rich, but to be a billion plus heir is scary. Wouldn't want someone trying to kill us, kill me over money. I mean, yes. And, and that's the thing, like, Money isn't inherently bad. It's just what people do to get money, right? And so then it's like, to me, it doesn't make sense that there are some that there are billionaires 
existing while people are living on the street. That doesn't make any sense to me. That doesn't make any sense. And people will say, oh, that's not their responsibility to take care of the people on the street. And technically, no, it's not their responsibility, but they're getting rich off of the people. Like the people are paying for them to become rich, right? And so we're paying for them, like buying their products or their services or whatever it is. And so these people, these people are living, you know, very well while there are people in this country who can't even like, who don't even know what they're gonna eat tonight. Like to me, that's, that's some, there's something wrong with that. Like if there are rich people here, I feel like they should just, this is just me. This is just my, Alicia's opinion. I don't think that it's either right or wrong. It's my opinion. Um, I feel like there shouldn't be, if there are billionaires, there shouldn't be anybody homeless. There shouldn't be anybody hungry, uh, ill, like without being able to take care of themselves. You, you see what I'm saying? Like to have access to good quality healthcare. You know what I mean? And so no, no, nothing's wrong with people being rich. I think it just has to do with their heart. And if their heart are, if, if their heart is wicked, then so will their actions. You know what I'm saying? When someone's heart is pure, it's like, oh, I have enough. Like, and I feel like for me, that's, that's why I wanna become wealthy, right? Because if I have enough, anything extra I get, I'm giving away. I don't need that. I don't need that extra stuff. But for, for people hoarding the wealth, that's a problem. That's a problem for me. You know what I mean? Um, but yes. And no, I wouldn't want someone killing me over, over money either because I, that's so sad. It's so sad. We're priceless and people die every day because of money. Um, but yes. So like I said, I think that it's important for us to reevaluate. Um, <laughs> sorry. Winged Wolf says, this is the classic, this is my opinion disclaimer. It, honestly, okay, because I'm not someone who works in economics. I'm not someone who, um, I, would, I wouldn't even call myself like, well, like, I, I want to say like well read, but there are people who really study this stuff. And so I'm going to give my opinion. You see what I'm saying? But I don't have like the facts to back it up. And so I'm trying to be like, this is how I feel and marry that with like research it yourself. You know what I mean? Um, for sure. So anyway, so yes, I feel like it's important for us to redefine what, what success actually is, what it is for ourselves, but also we should really think about how we have kind of abandoned contentment for this dream of success. You know what I mean? Because um, if, I, if I'm not content, like I have a roof over my head, right? I have an office I can play in. You see my mic over here? <laughs> I have an office I can play in and make music. Um, I have books. I have enough money where I can buy, you know, things that I need. I can treat myself every once in a while. And so in a, in a lot of people's minds, my life is not successful. Right, my life is not successful because I haven't achieved whatever goal they think success is. But I think if I can obtain contentment, if I can access contentment and be and feel good enough about my life now, um, I think that's pretty successful. I think that is. And so I guess we'll get into the doodles now. But um, if it'll work, we'll see. But I want to know, like, for you guys, like, what is your definition of success? If you want to share, if you don't want to share, that's okay too. Um, but I think my definition is changing because the other one was just not sustainable. It was not like me trying to, trying to work myself silly to try to obtain all this stuff. Eh, I'm not really interested. I'm not really interested in working hard. I'm just going to be honest. All right. So I hope you guys can see this. And this is just like, I'm just gonna make a word web because I just want to organize my thoughts. So, um, but yeah, I do want to know what you guys definition of success is, please. All right. 
So let's back to the uh, third grade writing. Let's see. Success. Looks kind of big, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. So like I said, I've been trying to redefine like what I think success is for me. Um, because I, I, one, my value is not the same of people of the world's value, right? Because people prioritize money ahead of people. And that's just not how I operate. Um, I think that money is, a, is an awesome tool. I think it's wonderful. Um, but I don't think it's everything. I don't think it's everything. Um, and so what I've really come to, I feel like, what I've really come to in my, in my thoughts is that why can't I be successful now? Why do I have to wait until I get, you know, the house and the car and get out of debt? You know what I mean? Um, why do I have to wait until, I don't know, until people love me, until everyone's screaming my name across nations and uh, what else? Until I can actually give money to my friends and family. Why do I have to wait till that point to be successful? Like who said? Who said? Um, AO says success for me would, would be having a job that I don't hate and ideally allows me to make some type of a difference. I love that. I love that. And, and like, doesn't that sound obtainable? Doesn't that sound fair? Like, doesn't, doesn't that sound like, I'm not going to say it's easy because I feel like a lot of us are trying to figure out like what that is and um, how to access that and really determine like, how can I make an impact and also trying to pay bills at the same time. Um, so yeah, so to me like that, that sounds successful. Like not hating the job that you have to go to every day, that sounds like success to me. Um, and making enough money where I don't feel like I'm living check to check. I'm with you, Sally got her foot, foot on my neck. Mine too, and I'm just, I'm tired. I get calls from her like three times a day. It's, n it's not even funny at this point. Um, and the job would be a big part in allowing me to feel less stressed, fearful about the pursuit of other things. I agree. I agree. Um, for a lot of people, like money, money is, money, is, money is freedom. Money is freedom. Like if all your time is tied up in working, then yeah, like you're not going to have enough money to really like do the things you want to do. And also let's talk about the stress like of actually being at the job, but also you being burnt out after your shift is over or after the week is over, right? So you're stressed out while you're at the job. You're stressed, even you're, you're talking about being stressed out today. It's Sunday, right? So like they're really taking up your mental space, your mental time, having a bad job, um, even well before you clock in for work. And so you're dealing with that stress before you go into the job. You're dealing with that stress while you're at the job. You're dealing with it the night of the job because you got to do it again tomorrow. And then by the time you get to the weekend, it's like you got to do everything. And like you're trying to recover and recuperate in time for Monday. Like, so I feel you, I feel you. And so you're not gonna have energy to do all the other things you wanna pursue because you're just trying to, you're just trying to live. So I feel you, um, but yes, yeah, success. So again, I believe that we are successful today. I feel like, Barbara mentioned this earlier, um, my definition ha of success has changed and it is still changing and I'm still trying to figure out like, where I stand on it, especially as an artist, but also I feel like for anybody, like whether you're an artist or, you know, you work a nine to five or you're like a mathematician, I feel like everybody's creative. I feel like everybody's an artist. Um, I feel like that's the gift that God gave us is creativity. But um, no matter what your job is, no matter what your life looks like, I think that we can be successful today. And so to me, one of the ways that I feel like I can be successful 
Again, y'all excuse my handwriting. <laughs> uh, I'm trying. All right. One of the ways that I'm trying to figure out, or the one of the ways I'm defining success for me is like the courage to do, the courage to try, right? Oop, messing up my um, earphones. The courage. Ooh, I hate it. The courage to try, okay. I'm sorry, <laughs> but the courage to try. Um, I was watching something earlier today and it's something that I've been thinking for a while. I feel like it just confirmed what I was trying to think. I think that we think success means uh, success. <laughs> that sounds crazy, right? I think we think that success means that everything turns out the way that we think it should turn out. Everything is go, everything is great, is grand, everything worked out, right? And, and I really think that we should start to change our definition of success because again, maybe for me, success is just showing up here and doing this with you guys, right? Even though I'm scared, even though I'm sweating under my arms right now, <laughs> even though, you know, I, I get shaky and I'm like, it's what I'm saying, saying makes sense, making sense, even though I stutter and mess up my words, um, even though I fear coming on here and having nothing to say or people not showing up or what other fears do I have around doing this? Um, something going wrong, something messing up, uh, somebody, somebody calling me a fraud, right? Even though these things can happen and I do fear them happening, me showing up to me is successful. Me doing the best that I can today is success. Like I'm gonna say, you know what? This was a successful evening. Every time I get off of here, I get off and I'm like, did I do okay? Like I'm talking to my husband. Did I do okay? Is that okay? And for him, it's like, girl, you ask me this every time. I think you did good, right? But I think for me, I have to start believing that me showing up and doing what I can and doing what God gave me to say or do or using the gifts that he gave me is enough. And that's enough and that's okay, right? Because like y'all saw from the last talk that we had, um, I was drawing stick figures and stuff. And I know that people do things like this and they're like real artists and they're like, you know, really talented illustrators. For me, I'm just using my stick figures and just trying to prove a point, trying to, trying to, you know, show something, right? And so for a lot of people, it's like, what is this trash? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's fair if they felt that way. But I don't want that fear to stop me from showing up, from doing the thing anyway, because I feel like, yeah, I can't draw, but I can talk. I can try to talk. I can try to communicate, you know, my feelings and what I have to say. Um, and so me showing up, even in fear, even in being insecure, even in being, even in questioning whether or not this is important or not anyway, that is success. Hi, happy Sunday. Hi. So yes, yeah, so I think for me, um, one definition of success is the courage to actually try. Because beyond that, what control do I have over anyway? Like, I can show up here. I can't control how many people show up. I can't grab people and sit them down in their computers and make them search me and try to find the video. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't do that. I don't have that power. And I don't know if I would necessarily want to do that anyway, like force people <laughs> to be here. But what I can do is talk to you guys who are here right now. And that is enough. And that is success, right? So again, the courage to actually try, to actually do the thing. Um, let's see. To me, quality, 
community. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Quality community, having that is successful to me. Like that is successful because there's so many people who don't have good friends. There are so many people who feel like they don't matter. There are so many people who feel like their worth is dependent on what they do, what they make, how they serve people, blah, blah, blah. My friends will never make me feel like that. I mean, they, they, they love that I am there for them. They love that I can serve them when I can, right? But that's not all our relationship is based off of. Like they see, they see me for who I am. You know what I'm saying? Like they see me as a child of God. They see me as their friend, their sister. Like, and so I feel like having a good community to me is a part of my success. I feel like that's something that I treasure. That's something, again, that's a godsend. That's something that a lot of people, like I said, don't have. And it's unfortunate. But I really feel like having a quality grade of people around you is really important. One, to be successful, but also that is successful, right? And so if I was trying to be successful by the world standards, then like, yeah, then I'm going to be trying to search like, oh, I need, I need more friends. <laughs> I need more followers. You know what I'm saying? I need more um i don't know fans i don't i don't know i don't know y'all but like because i'm so grounded in my core group of people and even the people that are outside of that core group i'm good i don't feel like my worth is based off of how many followers i have or how many people liked my post you know it is a little <laughs> it is a little ouch when you work on a piece of art and you post it and people don't like it i'm gonna just be honest yes that is a little like oh they didn't like it. But again, algorithms. And then also some people just not gonna get it. And just because my people don't get it or because it wasn't for them doesn't mean that I'm not loved. It doesn't mean that I'm not important or valued. My core community, my quality community reminds me every single day like that I'm valuable to them. And so I would hope I do the same thing to them as well. But having, having a quality community um, is like one of the top, tier things for me in my mind to, uh, to be successful. Another one, yay. <laughs> and if you're just joining us, welcome. Um, pull up and drink a ginger beer. <laughs> they're not, they're not like, I should stop showing the name. This isn't sponsored or anything like that. But like I said, I've been trying, I've been on this quest to find the best ginger beer ever. And so Bundaberg has been, has been really, really good. So far it has a bite, it's crisp, it's strong. It's delicious. All right, back to this. <laughs> so another thing that helps me define success. Good health. It's been said that health is your wealth. And I really believe that. I really feel like um, we really lost the meaning of wealth and like what that means. We think that wealth means like money. And while it can mean money, I think it just means like um, being well, <laughs> like being well and so having a good quality of life. And so that means good mental health, good physical health, um, good financial health, sure. But again, community, like these kind of things, like having a good relationship with God, like these are things that are important to me and my success. Like, so if I feel like I'm in good health, um, physically, you know, you can't always, you can't always stop yourself from getting a cold or, you know, developing a disease if that's what happens, right? So some of that stuff is, is not necessarily on us, but um, a lot of that stuff isn't necessarily on us. But I feel like if you know that every time you drink milk, your stomach hurts, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm speaking to myself. If you know that every time you drink milk and your stomach hurts, 
it's probably in your best interest not to eat milk, not to drink milk, not to eat milky products because it's not good for your health, right? It's not, it's gonna either make you sick and so that's gonna take time away. It's gonna make you feel like a, a make, make you live a lower quality of life than you would have been living if you didn't drink the milk. Um, whatever, that's a silly example, but you know what I'm saying. And so mental health is really important too. As someone who struggles with depression, my small wins are everything. Like I feel like we have to start paying attention to the small wins instead of like the huge, huge, huge things. Um, so off and on I struggle with depression. It's been okay lately and I'm grateful. Um, but there are times when I feel myself kind of in between, like kind of, okay, I'm good. And then like, mm, I feel like I'm going down. And uh, when, I'm in a really, when I'm in a really bad spell of depression, like sometimes it's hard for me to get out of bed. Like my husband has to help me out of bed. My husband, husband has to like literally take care of me because I'm not doing well. And so, you know, when that stuff is happening, getting out the bed is a win. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, eating breakfast, taking a shower, brushing a teeth, brushing, brushing a teeth, <laughs> brushing your teeth, <laughs> brushing a teeth, no, a tooth. Brushing your teeth is, is, is a win. Because honestly, when you are in those slumps, for those of you who struggle with depression, y'all know, like, it's difficult to just do the everyday things, things that people take for granted. You know what I mean? Like things that um, people just like, you ain't showered today, what's wrong with you? You know what I mean? When you don't have the strength, when, when it literally, literally hurts to move your body, um, when you are in a good mood, when you are in good health, you treasure that. Like you treasure those days because you know what it feels like to not have access to good health, to not feel, um, to not feel good. Um, Angela says, so true. Yes, yes. Um, Barbara says, success to me doing mundane things to, uh, sorry, doing mundane things to others that make me happy. Taking my grandkids to work. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's cute. I love that. And it is in the mundane things, right? Like success is in the mundane things. It's not in these super far out things that we that we hope for and wish for. You know what I mean? We're missing our lives today trying to chase success when we are successful today. Um, Kimberly says, depression is so easy to fall to, but keep encouraging yourself. I appreciate that. I definitely will. I definitely will. And there are things that... Um, that I try to put in place when I'm when I'm struggling with depression, whether it's a playlist or like um, what else, like an activity, or if it's, even if it's just rest um, that I use to try to take care of myself when I am in those depressive states. But definitely when I'm in them, the the bar for me is low. <laughs> like I'm not expecting myself to go above and beyond what I usually do on a regular basis when I am in the in those episodes. Kimberly says yes, yes. Okay. So again, good health. So mental, physical, financial, um, soulful. I don't know if that's a if that's a one, but I definitely think it's important to take care of your soul. Just nourish your soul and, you know, feed it what it needs to hear. Here's something else. If you follow people on Instagram or Facebook, or if you are around people who don't care about you, who make you feel like trash, it might be time to reevaluate those relationships to to Instagram, Facebook, your friends, whatever it is. Like if, you, if you're if you drinking, right? And you feel like trash every time you drink, it might be time to take a break. If you, I don't know, you know, if you're doing something that makes you feel less than, then maybe it's time to reevaluate those things so that you can be in good health. So you can be wealthy. You know what I'm saying? So yes, let's see. So again, to success. 
nasty. Yay. So being honest to me, oof, being honest about how I feel, where I am, um, being honest about, I'm not feeling it today. Being able to, again, this comes with great community, um, but also with great community with yourself or great relationship with yourself and your God, right? There are times I don't feel like praying and I'd be like, God, I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like being here. Um, but when, it, when I have to pretend to be someone that I'm not in order to make other people feel comfortable, make them feel worthy, um, make them feel enough, and I end up with the short end of the stick, right? Because I'm forsaking myself and I have to live with myself every day. So any anytime I can't be honest, anytime I can't be authentically myself, um, I feel like I'm failing. You know what I mean? I feel like this is not success. This is not what I want. <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to be in a position that I hate, you know, and then I'll end up resenting either that person or the relationship or myself, whatever it is. Like if I can be honest, that is success to me. If I can be authentic and say, I struggle with depression and not feel any shame around that. I'll add that to the, to the list too, but like honesty without shame. You know what I'm saying? It's one thing to be honest um, and have people be like, I hate you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you, and you take that in and you're like, I suck because I was honest, right? Or I'm not good enough because I was honest and it wasn't what other people wanted it to be versus like, I was honest and I stood my ground. Not saying you have to be mean about it, right? You don't have to be mean to someone to be honest, but you're honest and you don't have any shame around it. Like even talking about depression, it took a while not to be ashamed of talking about it because there's so much stigma around depression. Some people don't even believe it's like a thing. They think, oh, you're just sad or, oh, you're just, you know, negative Nancy. Uh, or you choose to be depressed, right? And again, I told you about my trauma with other people who have told me that if my relationship was right with God, I wouldn't be depressed and how that's just garbage. That's not true. Um, people in the Bible were depressed. I promise, Jesus was depressed. Um, but anyway, so because of those experiences, I felt a lot of shame around my depression, around my diagnosis. And I'm like, okay, so I'm just not gonna talk about it. I'm not, I'm gonna try to, be the fun loving Alicia that everybody loves and the happy one and like the one who has all the jokes and who's down for a good time. I literally had one of my ex friends say, only call me when you wanna party, when you wanna celebrate. Um, don't call me for the heavy and serious stuff, meaning I can only be half of myself, right? And so being half of myself made me feel like I was half worthy. Like there was a half of, my, of myself that wasn't good enough, that wasn't uh, worthy, that wasn't worthy of love and respect, that wasn't valued. And so I tried to throw away that half of my half of myself, but that is myself. So then I'm, I'm essentially throwing myself away. You know what I mean? And so because I couldn't be honest in that relationship, my self-esteem esteem suffered, my um, my mental health suffered, you know, because they're re they're reaffirming this belief that I have that I'm not enough, that I'm not good enough, that I am a failure, that I am sick, that uh, nobody, nobody wants to see the sad Alicia. They only want the happy Alicia. And if I can't be the happy Alicia, then I'm not good enough. You know what I mean? I hope that makes sense. Um, Kimberly says, yes, music. Yes. Kimberly also says, how do you know when you are depressed? I know that sounds crazy, but I really don't know. Okay, so I'm not a doctor. Um, for me, there are certain, to me, there are certain triggers that cause me to go into a, de a, a depressive state. And sometimes there are no triggers, right? So they say, I think they say like, if you're, if you feel, if you feel like hopeless, if you feel heavy, um, if you've lost interest in things that were interesting to you before, um, what else? If, 
in the extreme cases, if you don't want to live anymore, if you have like uh, suicidal ideations, um, what else? Like a lack of a lack of luster in life. Like I think a lot of people think that it's like, oh, I'm sad. But no, no, no. Depression is you can be sad for sure, but it's more than just like being sad. You're just not interested. Like you just not you're not yourself. You're not. And I'm trying to explain this like how I feel it in my body, and it's really hard. Um, but I know what it feels like for me. And so they say like if you feel this way for like I think three months three months and if, the, if there are other people who know who are like mental health advocates please correct me if i'm wrong but i think it's if you feel that for three months or more then you can go in and be evaluated you can go in before that for sure but you can go in and be evaluated and be uh checked like they put you through like the screening process to see if you if you are depressed and um depression comes for a lot of reasons so like some people after they have children like again you know about postpartum depression um, some of the some of the characteristics that, that I've read about anyway, I don't have any kids, but like, you know, they're just not interested in their child. Um, they they kind of like ignore, not ignore, but like that connection is kind of not there for a lot of them. They feel like they don't, they're not themselves. Like, and again, somebody who has suffered with postpartum depression is, is probably better to talk about that. So I probably shouldn't even brought that up. But um, it's really just like a lack of, almost like a lack of luster in life, like a lack of interest in life in the normal everyday things, but also like, it could be a heavy feeling or a sad feeling. So I hope that makes sense. Um, so for me, when I know I'm depressed, that feeling, that feeling is there of just like, what is the point of living? Like, what is the point? And I know it sounds dramatic, but it really is like, everything is like, what's the point of cooking? What's the point of taking a shower? Um, you know what I mean? And it is sadness, it is crying. Uh, for me, it is heaviness on my heart. Um, like I feel heavy, like right here, like my heart's been broken. Like that's how it feels for me and my body. So yeah. Okay, you said got you. Okay, yeah, awesome. Yeah, so again, being honest and authentic in my relationships with myself, with my God, uh, that's really important to me. That is super important. And again, I'll say uh, without shame here because you can be honest and still feel shame but honestly, is it without shame too? With shame too? Cause I feel like, I'm gonna know. I'm just gonna say honesty. Because sometimes I do feel shame when I'm honest and it doesn't mean that I shouldn't have been honest, right? It just means that I'm having, it was hard for me to be honest. And now that I was honest, I still feel shame, but I have to work through that. I have to work through that feeling. Um, so I think that again, it's almost like the courage to try. It's the same kind of feeling. It's like, okay, well I showed up and I was honest. You know what I mean? Let's see. Let's see. All right, success. And again, I'm interested to hear you guys. Oh, I'm interested to hear you guys' definition of success too. Why is it doing that? All right, that was weird. Okay, success. For me, I apologize for the handwriting. Yay, so doing what I love. And so a lot of people think that success is doing what you love and making money from it and like, you know, being wealthy from it and all this other stuff. And to me, I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. That would be success in my mind too, like um, for money, you know what I'm saying? And for, I would love like for a living, 
just to be myself, just to be myself, to encourage people, to love on people, um, to make art. Like that would be great to be able to do that. I'm trying to figure out how to do that. We'll figure it out at some point. But I think just doing what I love in general is success, whether or not it's money attached to it or not. Like being able to paint just because it feels good, being able to sing because it feels good in my body, because it's something I love to do, being able to travel because I love seeing my family. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, in COVID, it's still not unsuccessful because again, it's, it's beyond my control to travel right now. But I think being able to do what I love, period, is success. Because I feel like a lot of people are kind of living, a lot of people live a life where they're just like, oh, I want to do this one day, or I want to do this thing um, at some point. Uh, and you know, if you're in process, that's fine too, because I have things that I want to do at some point too. But I feel like a lot of people are living in fear to do the things that they actually love, or to even do the work of figuring out what they actually love. Like that's work too. Um, so to me, doing what I love, watching cartoons, <laughs> you know, that's a win. That's a win for me. We'll do a couple more before we. Playing, I hate that end. I really don't like the way I write ends. Anyway, playing, having fun, <laughs> okay? Having fun. Having fun, yay. So having fun to me is success. Um, there are a lot of things to be sad about. <laughs> there are a lot of things to be worried about in life, just in general, but I really feel like if you can if you can have some fun, you know what I'm saying? If you can have a laugh, if you can share a meal with someone you love and have deep conversations, you know what I'm saying? And just experience joy. I think that's the, that was the better one, joy. Experiencing joy. Um, I think, or allowing yourself to experience joy and really taking joy in the everyday things, I think that's success. I really do. Um, Barbara says, when I feel sad, negative thoughts, what I do is tell myself, Satan wants you to feel negative thoughts about yourself. This is very true. Think on the good, God is good, he is. And I think on positive things about myself. That's hard, that's good, that is good, that's hard. Especially like when I'm in a negative state to think positive things about myself is like really difficult, but it is important, it is important. I know some people have like used like hacks that they record themselves when they're in a better state, like of speaking good, speaking good over themselves, speaking like life and like you're loved, you're amazing. Like hearing it in their own voice, right? Like I know that you feel bad right now, but even though you feel bad and your feelings are valid, you're still worthy, you're still important, you're still loved. So yeah, talking to yourself positively is really important. Um, that I should add that to my little toolkit, my depression toolkit, um, because in the moment, I'm definitely not trying to, <laughs> I'm definitely not in the mood to say positive things to myself. But I think that that's a great idea. That is really good. Um, and a depression toolkit for anyone who's wondering, it's literally like a, a thing that you put together for yourself when you're in a good state so that when you do fall into a depressive state, you have things to fall back on. So for me, in my toolkit, for example, The Office, right now it's Reno 911 because it's hilarious. Um, music, like I have a playlist um, called Good Morning. Is it Good Morning? Or like Happy Morning or Joyful Morning or something like that. That makes me feel good in the morning. Like on those mornings when I feel like, oh, I feel like trash. You put it on. And then like there are songs playing that just kind of make you move and make you feel like, yes, like I can do this. Like I can, I can be, I can literally take this moment and feel a little, a little bit of joy. I can step outside of myself, 
suffer a little bit. Um, also things like soda, <laughs> again, um, finding foods that you actually like, just putting together a kit to really help yourself um, while you're in a depressive state to kind of keep yourself grounded, to make yourself feel nourished and, you know, little bouts of happiness here and there to laugh, uh, yeah, to, to enjoy things, so, so yes. All right, we'll do, we'll do one more. Oops. Oh yeah, it worked. All right. Time. Having time, having the option, having the availability to really just do what you wanna do, to be able to make your own schedule. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say one more too. Having love to me is successful. Like, I, I feel like it's really easy. You can obtain things and all this other stuff, but if you don't have love, what does it say? It's like a a, a clanging cymbal, like a, like a clanging bell, like it's annoying. <laughs> like you ever, you ever heard things from people who are successful and like, they're like, I made this much money and I did, 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 did. but they're the nastiest people on earth, right? Everything they say is like, nails on a chalkboard it's so annoying it's like no matter if their intentions were good or whatever it's like i don't care because you're a mean person <laughs> you know what i'm saying i don't care because you're nasty you could be so successful by the worldly by the world standards but if you're a trash person and if you have a trash personality then like yeah nothing you do is gonna make me feel oh yeah that's wonderful you know what i'm saying and so i feel like if i can continue to live a life full of love, like if I can love people, even if I don't have a dime to my name, even if I don't have a big house or I can't pay off someone's bills, as we talked about before, that's one of my goals, it's like to get wealthy so I can help people with money. And also I wanna be wealthy so I can live a life that I love. I wanna be out in a field somewhere in a tiny house with my little babies running around barefoot, you know, with froze and just being free, living in community with people I love, like that would be a dream, but anyway. If I have all those things, right, but I don't have love, it's trash. It's, what's the point? It's trash. So again, all this stuff, like again, to me, like I said, I'm trying to still figure out what success actually is for me. These are just things that I have an idea about today. I'm pretty sure my list is going to grow longer. I'm pretty sure some things might be taken off or added, um, but I really feel like it's important for us to see ourselves as successful today. Today, you know, and success is not, success is not what other people think you are. Success is not what the world says that you are. Success is not even what you think you are. Cause again, like I said, I can't judge myself off nothing cause how I change, how I feel about myself changes from day to day. But I really feel like we should have our worth our identity, our idea of success rooted in something that does not change. You know what I'm saying? Something that does not, that's something that you can hold, something you can trust, right? So if I had the courage to try and show up and I did it even though I was afraid, right? Cause some people would say like, oh, if you're successful, if you did the thing and you weren't afraid and you, and you, and you killed it, you didn't stutter, you didn't stammer, you didn't, you know, trip over your words. People can see the sweat marks under your arms. Like people would say like, that's successful, right? That's what success looks like. I say for the person who goes on the stage on an open mic night, 
who is sharp and flat, who forget their words, you know what I'm saying? Who don't, who doesn't have it all together, them doing it and showing up, showing up and doing it anyway, that is still successful. To me, that's successful. That's like, you killed it. You did the thing, right? Um, if you have, if you are in good health, right? If you, and again, in good health, as much as you can be control, right? So again, like I said, if you're lactose intolerant, probably shouldn't be drinking the milk, but there are other issues and, and stuff that people deal with that they can't help. And so beyond that, right? Um, taking care of yourself, taking care of your body, washing it, you know what I'm saying? Dressing it in clothes that make you feel good, putting on things that actually, you know, that make you feel good, make you feel beautiful, pretty. Like I wore these earrings today because I'm like, you know, I might be a baldy, but like these make me feel pretty, you know, doing things, little things like that. Like that's, to me, that's about being in good health, being in good mental space too. Um, and again, if you're not in a good mental space, it doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means that you have, you know, information that you can use to better your life. So if you're not in a good mental headspace, go seek therapy, go talk to your friends. You know what I'm saying? Go, go seek wise counsel. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing to be ashamed of if you're not in good mental health. If I can be honest, if I can be honest, even when I'm afraid, even when I am feeling shame afterwards, even when um, I'm questioning whether or not my honesty in that moment was necessary or if it was valued, me being able to be honest is a win for me. That's a win for me. Um, again, what else? Doing what I love, doing what I love, coming here and talking to you guys, doodling in, uh, what is this, Adobe, whatever this is, <laughs> doodling and, and talking about things that matter to me. That's doing what I love. I love having conversations. It'd be better if somebody was like here conversing with me and maybe we'll figure that out later. Like I can like put a link where people can like come and talk to me if y'all want to talk to me. That'd be really cool. But I love having conversations with people about um, about things that, you know, make my heart swell, about things that like really matter to me and people really matter to me. So even if people want to come up here and talk about themselves, we can, we should figure this out. I would love that. Anyway, so yes, um, doing what I love, um, listening to music in the shower, using a soap that smells good to me, um, going to Target and treating myself to black girl luxury days, right? And so my luxury probably looks different than a lot of people's luxury, but that to me, luxury is like, me and my husband last week went to Whole Foods. And so we bought, um, we bought fruit and things like that. And to me, that made me feel like, you know, I'm doing something that brings me joy. So maybe it's not about doing what you love, but doing things that bring you joy. Playing, having fun, we'll say that. It was playing and having fun. Love, right? If I have all this other stuff, all this money, all this time, all this wealth, all this clout, and I ain't got love, if I'm treating people like trash, if I'm using people, if I, if I don't care about people, if I am talking bad about people, if I am tearing down their character, if in one mouth I'm telling you guys like to love yourselves and then the other mouth I'm like saying, this girl's ugly, I don't know. Something stupid like that. If I'm, if I lack love, I have nothing. It's all annoying. It's all for show. And I feel like when we we're talking about wealth earlier, I think that's one of the one of the issues that they lack love. A lot of them lack love because if you had love and empathy, you would see, oh snap, I have more than enough. Let me give out to other people, right? Anywho, having time, making time for myself to do nothing, to sit in quiet, um, to brainstorm and to dream and to sleep like that. That to me is what success is right now, today. Um, Prime Sterling says, this haircut makes me smile. Yay, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I cut my hair, when was this? September, October? September, October. 
and I I struggled with the idea of cutting my hair for a while because I was like, I don't, a lot of people, when I get locks, a lot of people say, and I'm grateful, a lot of people say, I love your locks, it's beautiful. And I'm like, thank you. And so my fear is like, oh God, I'm gonna cut my hair, I'm gonna be ugly. I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but that's really what I was thinking. And I was like, I don't know, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep taking care of it. I'm gonna keep, um, I'm gonna keep uh, retwisting it. But retwisting my hair was starting to get annoying and it made it started making me hate my hair, right? And I don't hate my hair, I like my hair. But at the, at the time, I just did not have the capacity to do it. And I should have just said that instead of like, I hate my hair right now. And so instead of, instead of allowing myself to tear myself down, I was like, okay, some things just need to change. Let's just change something, right? So we're just gonna cut off the hair this season and it's gonna be okay because I really just don't have I don't have the capacity to do my hair right now. And it's COVID, I can't really go out to go get it done. Um, I guess I could technically, but I just, you know, I don't wanna put the money into it. And getting up in the morning and not having to do anything to my head, you know, besides oil it and grease it, is amazing right now. Oh, it feels so good. And I feel cuter today. I feel cuter today than I did when I had locks. I think because there's so much more joy centered around my head. You know what I mean? Like. I don't mean to be all, but it's real. Like it was heavy. Doing my hair was heavy lifting, was heavy work. And so once I just let it go, I started feeling good about myself. And I, and I feel great now. And I don't know when I'm gonna start growing my hair out again, but right now it's good. But thank you. Thank you, Prime Sterling. Barbara says, play is important. Can't wait until my adult E-Trite gets here. Yes, that sounds like so much fun. And mean people are out there. Some don't realize they are, that's true. Totally in denial. Some are in denial. <laughs> Um, I like that. Black Girl Luxury Day. Absolutely, okay. My Black Girl Luxury Days include, at this point, now I think I'm gonna start including Whole Foods, um, Target. Target has always been a staple in Black Black Girl Luxury. Get the candle, you know what I'm saying? Get the candle, cause it smells good. Um, give yourself permission to get the soda. Get the soda you like, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know, get the shirt. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not saying be irresponsible by any means. But like, listen, this is the only life, this is the only life we have. And I know that sounds crazy, like just go for it. Like buy everything, that's not what I mean. I just mean, if there are things that make you feel good, why can't you, why can't you experience, them, experience them now? If you can afford them, right? So like the candles I get at Target are like tops, maybe $12.99 and that sounds crazy, but I love the quality of the candle. I love the scent, I'm obsessed with this. Let me show y'all. It's called Cedar Magnolia. And it's by Hearth and Hand. You can get it at Target for my candle lovers. I love this scent. Like, it, I'm obsessed. But anyway, it's something that makes me feel good. It's something when I smell it, I'm like, ah, I feel luxurious today. And it's something small. I'm not going to the spa. I'm not, you know, doing all this extra stuff. But it's the little things that just make me feel good. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, again, y'all, this is my map of what success is today. Um, your map is gonna look different and I think that you should really check in with yourself and be like, why don't I feel successful today? Why am I not good enough today to be celebrated? Why do I have to define, cause you don't, why do I have to define my success based on what other people say or think or what other people, what, what bar other people set, right? Cause we don't have to do that. We can be successful today in our everyday lives, you know, cooking and cleaning in the house, playing video games, watching cartoons, Hanging out with our friends, like that's successful. That's successful to me. Um, playing around, having the capacity to play, 
uh, to treat yourself to luxurious things. And it's not about money, right? It's just about like quality things. And so, you know, again, that's this is my this is my little my little map. I hope what I what I shared today was hope was helpful. Um, how do you be successful? You determine what success is. You define success for yourself. How to be successful, a successful artist, parent, husband, wife. I mean, you know, for some things, like, so I'm a Christian. So yeah, there are some guidelines <laughs> to like some of these roles. But for the most part, we have the say. We don't have to opt into the rat race. We don't have to opt into competing. We don't have to opt into tearing ourselves down because uh, society benefits and capitalism benefits from us tearing ourselves down. We don't have to do that. We can say, you know what? What I have today is good enough. And it's not about being, some people are like, oh, you're just, you're just, um, what's the word? You're just uh, either not driven or you're not, or you don't have goals. It's like, no, like I have goals. Like I said, I have wants, I have desires. I wanna be wealthy. I wanna be out of debt. I want to have a car paid off. I wanna be able to treat my friends to stuff and my family to stuff, like absolutely. But today, that, that because I have those goals doesn't mean I'm not a success now. You'll always have goals. You'll always have something you're reaching towards, hopefully. You know what I'm saying? Like, you'll always have hope. But you have all you have is today. I can't, I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. I have no idea. I have no idea if I'm gonna wake up tomorrow. You feel me? I have no say in that. But what I do have today is the activity of my body. I have my life. I have my breath. There's a song by Nina Simone called I, um, I Ain't Got No, I Have Life. The live version, check it out. But it's true, like her lyrics are like, I've got the hair on my head, my brains, my my ears, my arms, my legs, and my mouth. I've got my smile. Like literally, I ain't got nothing, but I have this today. I have breath in my body in this moment, right? I can't anticipate when I'm gonna breathe the next breath. And so since I only have today, why am I waiting to celebrate myself, to see myself as worthy? Why am I waiting to see myself as successful? I might not ever be a millionaire. I might not ever get out of debt, right? Like I said before, but it doesn't mean that I'm not successful. If I determine what success is for myself, if I define what success is for myself, I can be successful in this moment, <laughs> you know? Like, and it's amazing what perspective will do to you, right? When you don't have activity of your limbs, someone who, I don't know, someone who was in a coma, you know, for example, for six months and they get up and they have a new perspective on life because they're like, wow, I'm every day is a, a success now. You see what I'm saying? Someone who has to relearn how to walk. Walking is successful to them. You know what I'm saying? Like that is success. Someone who has to relearn how to speak or someone who has to learn how to swallow. Things we take for granted, right? People who, um, who have heart trouble, people who have other health issues, right? Them relearning this stuff, them waking up another day to see another day, it's successful to them. And so, like I said, for you, you don't have to wait till you're sick. You don't have to wait until you're on your deathbed. You don't have to wait until you don't have activity of your limbs or, you know, whatever. Like, I'm not wishing this on you at all, but you don't have to wait until then to see yourself as successful. You are successful today. You are successful right now. So again, how to be successful, you determine what that is and you do it. And you show up and you do it. Again, success, like I said, to me, the courage to try, the courage in spite of fear, issues, insecurities, all that stuff, to still show up and do the thing. That is what success is to me. And so all this other stuff, the good health, that's great. Some of that I have no control over, right? But what I do have control over is my ability to show up and try. And that's all I can do in every step of the way, whether it's music, whether it's showing up in my marriage, whether it's like going out and like working, 
all I can do is show up and try. And if I gave it my best effort, that's all, that's all I can do. And that's all I can control and that's all I have a say in. And so to me, I'm gonna set my sights on things I actually have control over and not the stuff I don't have control over to determine what success is for me. And so I hope that you do the same for you. Um, Nicole, hi Nicole. Nicole says, I love this topic. Yay, I'm glad. Um, and she says, it's definitely important to live in an abundance mindset, I agree. Celebrate you for where you are and define it for yourself. Absolutely, celebrate yourself for where you are, right? Where you are today in this moment. Like again, five years ago, <laughs> five years ago, five years ago, I was living at home with my mom and I felt like a failure. You know what I'm saying? Like, and now I'm in, you know, and even back then I wasn't a failure, right? But now like I'm married again, I'm married and that's a huge feat for me. Cause like I said, I don't have a lot of good examples of marriage in my, in my family. I don't. Um, and while we have our issues and stuff, like us being married right now is still a win. Us showing up and loving each other every day is still a win. You know what I mean? And uh, I think it's important that we take things moment by moment. Um, because even if say later on, we do divorce, not that I'm hoping that happens. Does that mean I'm a failure? Does that mean that my husband's a failure? No, it just means something happened, right? Um, but at the same time, what I have control over is me showing up and still trying to love my husband the best way that I can. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I have control over. I ain't got control over none of the other stuff. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. Celebrate you for where you are right now and define it for yourself, absolutely. Because um, again, I'm as, a, as an artist, I'm not trying to be, because I define it for myself, right? The world will say, oh, if you're not on, you know, this pop star standards or this soul singer standards, um, then you're a failure. If you don't have this many followers on Instagram and people use this stuff to judge people's worth and it's so stupid and silly, but like, oh, you only got 300 followers on Instagram, you're not successful. Says who? Since when? Instagram hasn't even been around for as long as I've been alive. So what was I doing before here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and even for those who have been alive since Instagram's, well, that's crazy, the thought of that. But for those who have been alive since Instagram's like start, that does not determine whether or not you're successful or not. It does not, it has no say, it's stupid, it's dumb. And so again, if you have things in your life that are kind of telling you that you're not successful, take them out, take them away. If it's people, stop hanging out with them. If it is Instagram, stop being on it. And I know it's easier said than done because it is an addiction. <laughs> um, but do what you have to do so that you're not tearing down yourself because you're not reaching this goal that other people say that you should have reached by now or this people say that you should pursue because you might find out you might not even like that. You climbing your own ladder and you look at the other person's ladder and like, oh snap, I need to be over there. You get on that ladder and you realize you get to the top and you're like, I hate it here. <laughs> I hate it here. So if we're always chasing and also one more thought before we get ready to go, people's definition of success changes so often. What was successful five years ago is not right now. Before it was like, like for my parents, it was like, get yourself a good government job, you know, with some benefits and you're good to go, right? Today's generation is like, some people, it's not everybody. And I think that's silly too, but some people are like, oh, you got a job, you're not an entrepreneur. You're not making money. Like you're a failure. Like you're you're a, a pawn or a, a sheep. And it's like, girl, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, people have to work. <laughs> like some people have to work. And that's okay. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's silly for us to chase success because it's, it's fickle, it's fleeting. People are fickle and fleeting. They don't know what they want day to day. And so we're basing our worth and our value on what simple people say. And you have to really define what success is for yourself. And also, like I said, go back to your creator. 
go back to your maker. Um, God tells me what successful is. Again, he's not concerned if I'm rich. He's not concerned if I'm wealthy, if I'm famous. He don't care about none of that. You know what I mean? Like he brought me in this world with worth and value. You feel me? And if I'm doing what he tells me to do, then why can't that just be successful? Nicole also says, they say that comparison is a thief of joy. Yes, I agree. You'll be so happy and content and be like, look at me in my little apartment. Like, first of all, this is fancy to me. <laughs> I never had like a fancy apartment. I had a roommate before, but that was different. But like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm living in an apartment, you know, with my husband. And so I could look at other people's houses and apartments and condos and be like, oh my God, they're living lavish. I want that. And then I'm missing out on the joy that's here. God's like, this ain't enough. Like, look at you, you coming up, right? But if I'm looking at other people, the joy will be snatched away because I gave it away. You know what I mean? I, gave, I threw it down. The contentment, I threw it down and was like, no, God, I actually want that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like kids. You have a bigger cracker than me. You still got a cracker. <laughs> Some people ain't gonna even got a cracker, you know? But anyway, um, I hope this was helpful. <laughs> I hope this made sense. Um, and I hope that you start to define what success is for your own self. For your own you know self-worth your own your own self and don't put your definitions of success on other people either like as an artist you have no idea how many people have said like when are you gonna get a real job um you you're trying this music thing and you're not really successful and it's like well how do you know what my definition of success is how do you know what that is um and it's kind of like a low blow it can be really hurtful for people but yeah, don't, don't put your definition of success on other people. Really just ask them, what is your definition of success? You know what I'm saying? And take this with you, not just in your artistry, not just in your business or your, or your you know, your dreams, but in your everyday. The fact that you can swallow and eat food, that's successful. The fact that you're taking a deep breath, that's successful. The fact that you're trying your best, you're trying your very best. Even if that best is like this much, right? Versus like how, how much you usually give like this much, right? This much, if you're doing your best, that's success. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I hope this made sense. I love you guys. Love yourselves, love each other. And I will be back here tomorrow to make some music. And I'm gonna keep working on the success list and I'll share it with you guys later once I really like sit down and really like think through what success actually means to me. So before I go, I'm gonna shout you guys out. Yay! We got Jay. Okay, yay, okay. We got Jay, we got Ao. I know who you are, but I don't know if you want me to say your name <laughs> because it's initials. I'm Barbara, Winged Wolf 500. Yay! Scroll, scroll, scroll. Angela! Kimberly! Prime Sterling! Nicole! Thank you guys for being here. Um, hold on one second. It's okay. Sorry. Oh yeah, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, last week was my birthday, y'all. It was amazing. I literally took took a nap on my birthday. I slept. I slept on my birthday. Um, and it was everything. It was everything. <laughs> At first, I'm like, I should be awake because first of all, where are we going? We're not doing nothing, right? And my husband's like. Just go to sleep. <laughs> it's okay to go to sleep. And I took a hearty nap on my birthday. And I think that's the kind of attitude I wanna bring into 31. It's just like going at my own pace, resting when I need to and being okay with resting and not having to have a reason to rest. And really just gifting myself the gift of rest and being present and play. 
Thank you, happy belated. And Barbara says, much love. Much love to you, Barbara. And you are successful. Thank you, Barbara, and so are you. So are you. Um, and I'm really excited to hear about uh, this trike too, please. <laughs> Cause that sounds really cool. But either way, you guys have a wonderful evening. I will see you all tomorrow to make music. And again, I hope this was helpful. Let me know. And yeah, bye, have a good night.